people are talking about um, how they want to change their lives. The you know the the pandemic has um, made people this the pandemic climate change. Um, you know what's going on in in the world with respect to increasing violence. Um, I think people are you know starting to ask themselves what really matters. Welcome to the Joe Momo Presents podcast. This is the Calgary Leader Series. Let's start the show. I'm really excited to have my next guest on the podcast. She's the CEO at Atira, and she's one of Canada's leading social entrepreneurs. Welcome to the podcast, Janice. Thank you. Happy to be here. Yeah, absolutely. It's it's my pleasure. Uh, let's just jump right into it. Uh, perhaps you can tell the listeners uh, who you are and what you do. Sure. So um, I am uh, the CEO of an organization called the Tier Women's Resource Society. Um, we're made up of five entities, one of which is a Tier Property Management. So it's a wholly owned for-profit subsidiary of a women's anti-violence nonprofit organization. Um, and a Tier Property Management will be 20 years old this year. Um, and the goal when we set it up um, in 2003 was that it would earn profit that would support the nonprofit activities of um, of Atira. Well, absolutely, and it seems like you're involved with lots of uh, social causes. Um, perhaps you could let us know a little bit more about uh, some of the organizations you're a part of. You're the director of the First Nations Health Authority, uh, CMHHC, the Canadian uh, Canada Mortgage and Housing Corporation. Perhaps you could shed a little bit more light on those uh, activities as well. Sure. So um, I'm just uh, recently or relatively recently appointed to the Board of Directors of the First Nations Health Authority, where I sit on the Finance and Risk Committee. So um, uh, it's just barely been a year. So I'm still kind of um, working my right way around that. It's a large, complex uh, organization with a um, with an important um, responsibility which is the healthcare uh, the direction of healthcare for first nations across the province of BC. Um, I also uh, sit on the board of the of Canada Mortgage and Housing Corporation where I chair the housing affordability committee another important um, uh, important um, role that uh, oversees the national housing strategy and the delivery of um, affordable housing to Canadians across the country. So, um, so those are part of my uh, extracurricular activities, I guess. <laughs> I love that. Um, yeah, you're just in many leadership positions. Uh, I'm, I'm just curious to pick your brain on uh, what does being a successful leader uh, entail uh, for you? Um, you know, I, th I think the, the most important thing is to, um, to always remember why you do the work or why you got into the work. For me, that's um, always been around building uh, more and better housing for women and children, um, and specifically for women and children affected by violence. So um, I try, uh, I don't try, I do um, stay connected uh, to the women and to the work that we do. Um, I'm available to... Um, almost anybody um, when they have issues or problems and um, and I think it keeps me grounded in the work and it makes the bits and pieces of the work that I don't find particularly satis uh, satisfying um, uh, uh, doable for me is, um, is to always remember why. Absolutely and sort of looking back on your career or looking back and start of your career um, 
when you talk about why has has there always been that why to pursue that uh, your line of work or what made you what inspired you to pursue um uh, what you're doing today uh so yes absolutely it's always been um part of who i am uh like probably most women who um get into women's anti-violence work i i um have personal experience i grew up in a a family where there was um, where there was violence, and so um, so my passion stems um, from that lived expertise, I guess. Um, and uh, and at the end of the day, it's what matters to me most about all of this. The um, the the mechanisms for getting there are um, are, are are many, um, but the the. The, the work is the same. It's about violence against women and children. You'd mentioned about getting there. Uh, I'm, I'm curious, professionally or personally, what, what does success look like to you? Uh, so success to me will um, be uh, when I retire that there is a lot more affordable, accessible housing for women and kids in the places they want to live. So um, yeah, that's the that's the goal. Um, uh, you know, like all folks who um, operate and work in nonprofits, I guess ultimately the goal is that at, at some point in the future, organizations like ATIR are no longer necessary. Mm -hmm. So that, um, uh, you know, there's no more violence against women and children. Um, women and children have, um, uh, have equity and are accessing all of the places where decisions are being made and have um, you know, have control of their futures, um, and, and we're no longer necessary. So, I mean, that's the ultimate goal. It likely isn't going to happen in my working life, but that's the ultimate goal. Awesome. So it sounds like the organization is trying to make a change where the organization isn't needed anymore. I think that's a pretty neat uh, perspective. <laughs> uh, in terms of unique skills, what do you, I mean, again, you're on so many leadership boards and you're the CEO. And um, what do you think is the unique skill that's helped you become so successful in your in your career journey? Jeez, <laughs> I'm a CEO. I have no skills, uh, just a lot of <laughs> I have a, a lot of charm, but um, there's a lot of people who would argue that's not true either. Um, maybe just um, just being driven. Um, and driven, you know, again, driven by the mandate of Atira. So that's what makes me passionate. And um, so definitely driven, uh, you know, a lot of a lot of the work I do just requires a lot of reading and a lot of listening and a lot of paying attention to what's going on in the world, not not just from the perspective of so-called experts, but also from the perspective of the women and children we serve. Um, listening to the frontline workers, um, I think those are the the skills that make a good leader. Um, and recognizing uh, both your strengths, but acknowledging your limitations as well, and um, and not being afraid to be public about what your limitations are. I love that. Uh, in terms of uh, building on your knowledge, uh, is there anything that's um, kind of inspired you uh, recently? It could be a book, a piece of uh, literature, something on the media. What's inspired Janice recently? Janice recently, um, you know, 
I think uh, most the, the place where I get most of my inspiration from is the stories and the successes of the women we work with and the folks that we work with. So, and 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 the things that matter in their lives. So, um, you know, we have a we have a pet outreach program, and I know that probably sounds um, minimal or or. Um, uh, like it, it shouldn't matter that much, but pets are so important to people. And I think, um, you know, we were able to work with and set up this program and help people to look after their pets who don't have uh, the resources or the ability to look after them. And so when I look at the work of our pet outreach program and some of the successes, the folks that they've supported, the animals that they've supported over the last um, maybe six months. I'm I'm really inspired by that. When I talk to Jesse Smith, who's the program coordinator, I want to cry. I'm so happy. Um, also, the work of our our frontline staff um, and the difference that they're making in people's lives. And um, yeah, so I think um, more than more than books and um, and reading, uh, I'm inspired by the stories of the people that we work with. I love that. Uh, in terms of stories, uh, what's maybe one thing that, or maybe one question that you never get asked that you wish you would be asked? Um, one question that I wish I would be asked. People would ask me more about, um, you know, again, more, more about, um, more about the people we work with and what I'm hearing from them. Um, at, you know, at the end of the day, the, the stuff that I know comes from the lived expertise of the people around me. Um, and I wish people would ask me less about what I think um, and more about what I'm hearing from the people that are working on the front lines. Mm, absolutely. Um, I guess that segues to my next question. Uh, what, what are some of the things uh, in the front lines people are thinking that are in the front lines? Yeah, so, um, you know, like, uh, like many, like all industries, all sectors, I guess, um, you know, people are talking about um, how they want to change their lives. The, you know, the, the pandemic has um, made people, this, the pandemic, climate change, um, you know, what's going on in, in the world with respect to increasing violence. Um, I think people are, you know, starting to ask themselves what really matters. And so, you know, as we struggle with um, big life decisions, do we want to do whatever it is this, you know, that we're doing now for the rest of our lives? I'm hearing a lot of that. Is there a, is there a better way to live? Do I need to um, squeeze every moment of happiness out of my life now because we don't know where the world is going? Um, with a lot of empathy for, right? So, um, I, you know, I think those are the big questions that, and, we kind of thought that might change as the pandemic as the pandemic shifted, um, but I think there's just other stuff coming in behind it. And so those, yeah, those are the big questions people are asking themselves. And so we're seeing people exiting the workforce or taking time off or um, pursuing uh, dreams uh, earlier than you know they thought they would because they they realize that that this world is changing and they need to. They need to find ways to be happy and hopefully to make people around them happy. Yeah, absolutely. That's what it's all about. Just finding happiness and inspiring and being a positive force to the people around you. I think that's really important. In terms of, you you'd mentioned the pandemic. How has that been 
like navigating through that as uh, being the leader of many uh, organizations? So, you know, in the beginning, for me, it was about being present, um, uh, having um, probably some of, some of the folks who work at the Tira were saying too much communication with them, uh, but being present, sharing information, uh, um, whatever information we're able to get, being as transparent as possible, um, both with the struggles we were having uh, with labor, you know, labor shortages and um, people being worried and taking leaves and time, you know, just trying to really be transparent with everybody uh, and just trying, you know, trying to be strong and positive, I think, uh, um, about, about next steps and about what the future is going to bring. Um, people, I think, need to have folks who are, uh, and leaders, um, perhaps, but folks around them who can see the positive in, in the next step, um, because it's so easy to get drowned in in all of the um, all of the sort of drama and the and the potential disaster. Absolutely, I only have a couple more questions here for you. Um, one thing uh, you already have answered this already um, about what you're proud of. Um, so maybe I'd ask you, what can listeners do to help support Ateria and its cause? I think um, I think it's really important to um, to understand the pandemic that is violence against women and children. It is um, it's present. It's real. We continue to see, uh, especially during the pandemic, increased levels of violence against women, uh, women being murdered by um, partners and ex partners, and um, as sometimes children as well being um, murdered by uh, by their their parents or their fathers. Um, I think it's important to understand that it's that so one of the things people can do to support a tier on women's anti-violence organizations is understand um, what the issues are um, and look around them and support um, the women and children in their lives that they know are going through um, these kinds of relationships and this kind of um, trauma and um, and working to educate and train their children, their sons and their daughters um, and uh, uh, about how to be in healthy relationships and how to be kind and how to be generous with your time and your thoughts and your energy. Um, I think that's one of the most important things that people can do to um, support women's anti-violence organizations. Um, if it's a straight up, you know, uh, donation or volunteering, they can always go to our website um, and do something that simple. But I think it's more about um, working to change. So, so doing the same work we're doing is working to make organizations like Patira um, unnecessary. I love that. Make it unnecessary. Uh, I'll put all those links in the description of the interview. So uh, listeners, please uh, feel free to reach out and support the mission. Um, it's been a pleasure to have you on the podcast, Janice. Uh, where can your listeners connect with you online? Probably at Atira's website, so um, www.atira.bc.ca or on LinkedIn. Awesome. And I'll put those links in the show notes as well. Uh, yeah, it's been a pleasure to have you on the podcast. I'd love to end the interview with uh, one last question. Um, you may have already sort of answered this question, but I'll, I'll ask you again. Um, my last question is, what does being a leader or leadership mean to you? What does being a leader mean to me? Um, you know, I think that it is an incredible gift that I've um, been given and hopefully I've um, made good use of it. 
um, and been able to inspire and support um, others around me. We're all leaders in some way at some point of our, some in some aspect of our lives. And whether it's, a, it's as parents or um, you know, ch chair of the local um, minor hockey club, I don't know, like, I, 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 I hope I've just, um, I hope I've made the best use of this gift that I can and inspired others around me to take leadership roles in their lives whenever they can. All right. Hi, I'm Janice Abbott and you're listening to Joe Moore Presents. Thanks again for watching the Joe Momo Presents podcast. For more episodes, check out joemomo.com slash podcasts. All right, see you next time.